0: All right, folks, welcome back. Episode 130. It's been a while. It's been about 10 days or maybe even two weeks. Not even sure uh, since we've done a podcast, but really happy to be back and happy to be back with a sponsor. Of course, Maritime Madness. Make sure you check them out online, MaritimeMadness.com. Over 30 different flavors, rubs to choose from, hot sauce, uh, you name it. Brittle, peanut brittle, one chunk challenge, t-shirts, lots of swag, everything you need. Let's get right into it, folks. A fantastic episode. Really excited to have uh, uh, Mr. Pat Major on. Uh, This guy, uh, the list is too long. This is a guy who spent over 20 uh, years in the military uh, as a ranger, um, multiple different things. But also, you know, he's big into the the combatives uh, here on the East Coast. He's originally, uh, I believe, from Ontario. I, I don't know him all that well. Uh, I spoke to him on several occasions, uh, kind of going back to like 2014, he was very supportive of our events. Uh, when we kind of went to Ontario and all through Canada, he always used to shoot messages off and, and just be very supportive and, and kind behind the scenes. And then he moved out here to the East Coast and now he's he's doing his thing with Titans MMA, a black belt uh, with those guys and uh, doing doing the military combatants and unarmed uh, combat combatist and he's a master parachutist. He's literally—if there's anything that you need to know when it comes to to self-defense or killing somebody—Pat uh, Major is the guy. So let's bring him on, folks. Mister Pat Major, how are you, sir? Hi, sir. how are you? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, thanks for. Good, good. Sorry about the delay here. I'm not sure what's uh, what's going on. We're having some issues on maybe our streaming platform. So thanks for your patience. Yeah, all no, good. It might be the uh, the East Coast weather, nice and damp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holding down the Wi-Fi. So how you been, man? It's uh, I know uh, you're also doing your own podcast too, which is great. I've been watching a couple episodes. And uh, how you been? You're keeping busy through through everything absolutely it's a big
1: transition for for army guys they get out of the military they're uh you know juggling i don't know a lot of guys that 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 stick it out when it comes to the jiu-jitsu community in the military um because we're so busy so for us to be able to continue doing jiu-jitsu i've been training since uh 2004 you know most guys most of my friends that started with me they quit it's because it's that longevity people are chasing belts i mean i just got my black belt this year it's been uh, well, you know, a long, long journey, long time. But I didn't join for that. I joined for for the journey and what it gives you, like everyone else, right? And uh, it's awesome, great. It's uh, good recognition, but it, it's the journey you you get uh, while you're accessing these new skills, jiu-jitsu, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very well said. It's it's exactly, man. It's about the journey, the people you meet, the the whole experience around it. And is that do you take Kind of going from that, like, again, you know, I, I listed a few of your uh, accolades, but, you know, there's there's very, very uh, – that's a, a very small amount of what you've done in your life. And do, when you look at jujitsu um, compared to, like, the other combatives or anything else that you've involved in, do you, do you take the, the same from that as well? Like, the same kind of – Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, one, one thing that is, is good to make clear is, is just to identify – um, the realities and difference online, you're going to see lots of debates for what's the best. There's no best system. It's about the man. It's about the mindset, the aggressivity and being able to understand one very important concept is when we're doing MMA or Jiu-Jitsu or a martial art specifically, let's just talk about Jiu-Jitsu and MMA.
0: You're,
1: yeah. you're winning the fight. There's rounds. You're trying to win and dominate the fight and you should. And uh, I'll even go further to say a guy that does MMA is going to have the tools to be extremely tough when he has to defend himself. He's going to have the conditioning. He's going to have the mindset, aggressivity, and he's most likely going to do very well against anyone else that trains in anything. Um, However, the biggest thing we do when we're training guys is make sure they understand that difference. You're not just winning the fight. Because you might mount the guy, start smashing him with elbows, and miss one key detail. He's got weapons on him. He's in the back of your finger. Uh, maybe he's got a friend that comes and soccer kicks you in the head. So as long as we do that small adjustment and understand to control the environment you're in, then everything else is easy. I'm also not a fan of, of label systems. or like I teach Krav Maga, but I, I'm kind of steering away from that and just calling it combatives for one yeah. reason, is that if we if we try to identify with a system like jiu-jitsu, krav maga, Thai boxing, the issues are focusing too much on one realm. And, uh, you know, as you know, real-world violence and, and real conflict at near distance is very challenging when you start incorporating all those elements, including weapons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, jiu-jitsu teaches you one thing that most martial arts and systems don't it teaches you that you can practice at the level that you want to with a trusted training partner and you can escalate that level depending on your your relationship with that partner. So you can go really hard, but you're yeah. going to leave that night. You're not going to hurt each other. You can't uh, fake fight practice cutting each other with knives. It won't
0: last, yeah. last long or be pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I'm always interested in that because that exact conversation, you know, coming from myself as a jiu-jitsu guy, but I'm very well aware of my jujitsu skills. Yeah, like, they might take me to to certain places out in the street, but, man, I don't know. Like, I don't – like, I look at it exactly like you say because I don't have that experience, like, that close combat, like, Krav Maga, that combatives, like – aren't like people who have weapons that kind of thing like it's a different world man like you just yeah like with a rule set and it's different
1: yeah there's a there's like a tactical blade you can carry it's illegal to conceal it but i'll show you an example like look how big this This isn't even big it has a, a retaining clip i use this myself you can put it on board shorts you can have it on a set of jeans wow. it's a, a carbon fiber blade i i can hammer this through through an actual piece of cinder block, it's not going to break. So it's very durable. It's got a non-slip manner on the thumb. It's got non-slip on the double-aged blade on the blade. So your fingers aren't going to get cut. But imagine something this small being concealed in my waistband and you tackle me, you clinch me, you try to take the, take the guy to the ground. And all of a sudden he rips this out and starts peeling himself away from that threat. What we don't understand is there are, there are very unassuming individuals, you know, that don't present that. I happen to be wearing, like, just some, some hunting or army hat because my hair is crap this morning. But I normally would, you know, I don't present that I'm in the military. I can't, I can't yeah. really hide from that because you've got the short hair and the boxy head. But right. at the same time, like, you know, what we teach is just making sure people do something but understand the big picture. And it doesn't mean that some guy that's training weapon defense is doing it right. That's another thing is there's too many people saying they teach combatives or that they are doing combatives. Combatives for those people that listen to it and have heard it since the early 2000s. People have been using like a buzzword. It's basically using everything and anything at your disposal to deal with a violent threat. In all environments, that's a pretty quick explanation of what combatives means. So you can use your jujitsu, you can use your krav maga, your Thai boxing, all the disciplines, boxing and wrestling. But really, at the end of the day, it's it's getting home safe. So as aggressive and and you know cool videos people make that they're smashing people and crushing their soul. The reality is you want to break contact and avoid conflict at all costs. Now when you're in in that conflict. If you don't know jiu-jitsu and you're on the ground, absolutely you will suffer. But the difference is how are you training jiu-jitsu? It's are you training so that you can absorb those strikes? Are you training to secure and trap that individual so so that they can't get leverage to strike at you or use weapons? Are you sweeping and then looking behind you for multiple attackers and clearing the area? So it's a very quick adjustment. You could be a world champion jiu-jitsu. You just learn a few basics and all of a sudden you're, you're good to go. You're street proof or whatever they say. But to take a person that has no training and say that if all they do is jiu-jitsu, they'll be safe is is not very realistic for one reason. Is The fitness level isn't guaranteed because, like I said at the beginning, how are you training with your partner? Are you a competitor training hard or are you just training high five, you know, having fist bumps and it's fun? Yeah. So there's a recreational. And really intense pace secondly is are you training to get hit are you training even just slap me in the head your jujitsu changes and once in a while we train plain clothes so wear what you wear to work uh we had some girls wearing like dresses other guys wearing business suits it was awesome it was comical but uh, once every three months in our club we would train it's realistic
0: for sure to use their scarf or you know their baseball hat all that stuff so it's, yeah man it's good it, it, it's incredible to me because like though like i look at like you as as a, like in the position in the positions that you hold and have done like you're the, you're the kind of people i want in those positions you know like uh you were i watched a podcast you' were talking about before talking about you know all the like you know through your army days and like all the other fights whatever at the end of the day 90 times nine times out of ten it was the aggressiveness and like the, just the willing to be like i'm gonna go there if you're not kind of thing that always took you through yeah. man and I'm always amazed at people yeah. that are just because I don't have that. Like I, I'm I don't mind going hard and, and rolling or whatever, but I don't have that. And I'm willing to admit it, right? But people that do have it, it's impressive. Well, you know, I i
1: was never you know I wasn't born with that. I had to learn it like everything. Uh I spent a lot of my years in the military, fortunately in a job. You know, I was a pathfinder, a ranger, a sniper, a parachute instructor. Basically I was so fortunate and I st- Still look back and say, "Man, I was I was lucky, or I performed the right moment at the right time to get those opportunities." I had some operations overseas, but I was put in these dream positions and jobs like a young man would want. You join the military right out of high school at 19. All of a sudden, you're you're leading troops, you're you're jumping out of planes. You do it. It's a dream job, but it has its inherent risk. You'll hear in some of my other podcasts, like one of my friends is paralyzed. Uh, he used his his mindset from that accident parachuting, and now he's a he's a doctor. So what we learn isn't necessarily skills; it's that fortitude, that mindset. You know, we're so we're so concerned on on what is beautiful, what is success, what is happiness, but we we forget that the most important person is is yourself. And I tell my students that just be a good asset in your community, be mm-hmm. kind to others. Uh, try to understand that theory. Together we conquer. So, you know, in jujitsu, there's all these teams and different like differences of opinion with business, but we're all the same people. And oh. if we could look at things differently and look at things as we are all the same people, uh, we represent the same vision and passion, we find ways to disagree, but work towards the same common goal, then it's a lot easier. And in combatives, I tell the guys, just by being part of that environment where I'm giving those lessons and they're hearing the same things. I keep them accountable. I keep myself accountable. I train every day so that I, I can actually lead by example. At 46, I try to 20 year olds and I'm sure it's gonna be a day where that's gonna be difficult. But right now my goal is to just go till I can. And uh, if that can lead my children, lead my, my friends, lead my students and show example, then great but I learned that from guys I looked up to that I served with and friends that aren't here anymore. So my, my goal is to kind of do everything, love everything and just go forward with uh, that positive energy rather than focus
0: on your limitations. And I think that helps inspire others. Huge, super inspiring, man. Like, God, oh, this podcast already is like very well said. A lot of great, great insight. Sure. And I love it. I love it. And I, and I go back to that when I started like, doing this kind of stuff you're one of the people that would message and be like hey man you know you're doing you're doing good things here you know reaching out and <clears throat> that's that goes a long way to yeah. people you know it really does and like you said like whether it's the current climate of the world or it's jujitsu man like we're all in this together and it's funny yeah. like when people don't get along i always try to find like what they don't like in common you know yeah. like it like there's there's something that you guys will love. I just gotta find it that you guys both love it, and then you can be. You know, you gotta find that common ground. And but it's yeah, I agree. Yeah. With that. That's super important. Yeah, I think like the more the more if you look at the more
1: you see, that you'll see a lot of my buddies. Like the more they've seen in the world, the less you'll hear from them. So on the internet, the internet is extremely mad. You hear the most voiced, opinionated individuals, but that doesn't represent. Overall, the population are common people. There's a lot of really good people. And you're every day, you know, you don't run into like tons of jerks. Like you, you're you you're running into common people. They have really good attitude. They're polite. They're respectful. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should focus on. And if you can, rather than be angry and arguing with everyone, just try to steer those people that might be insecure or lost or overcompensating for a fear. And just guide. Just guide. Lead. And we're trying to help people benefit from these lessons, you know, and, and I think, you know, until I can't do it, my, you know, it's, it's something I, I think I, I feel natural at trying to help others. Um, and sometimes we we tend to forget about ourselves. So I, I still try to focus on that mental health, focus on uh, physical, you know, limitations and making sure that, you know, that if you can, you can try to contribute, whether it's through training, challenging yourself. I still try to compete when I can. Um, I think it's what it, what it comes down to is accountability, but also self-discipline. And I think the world, they, they, they deserve to be happier and the way they can do that is, is suffer more. So the more we suffer and the more we, we, we shut our mouths and we actually have discipline and we accept things that things might not go our way and we find uh, lessons out of that, and we just move forward as a group, it's a lot easier to be happy. Because if you give everyone everything, including, let's say, in a jiu-jitsu club or in a, in martial arts or in our community, if you give them everything they want, they still won't be happy. And if you allow people to complain, they'll always complain. They'll never be happy. But if you guide that, that ship towards that positive growth, eventually they'll thank you for it. They're going to start seeing that you can still contribute with ideas you can still participate and, and express, you know, your frustrations, but we're all going in one direction. And the moment that you realize that you're part of a team, what are you doing to contribute to the team? Then we can all achieve. Once you you avoid that, you become toxic. And then they and then you're always reinventing the wheel and it becomes personality based rather than it's a system. Just focus on on being the best version
0: of yourself to contribute. That's it. Yeah, man. It's Everything you're saying is like legit gold. It's all this is kind of shit that I've dealt with in this business again, like through the years of letting my mental health struggle because of all this kind of stuff. And it's amazing, man, when you think like hear this kind of stuff. You should run for mayor. I'm put Pat Major for mayor. H R N, man. I'm telling you, like motivating. (laughs) See, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that for one reason, is that um, I can get along with uh, you guys, I can get along with uh, some of my my Army buddies, but I think that unless you have the similar values with, uh, you know, honesty, loyalty, integrity, authenticity, and accountability, and just being straight to the point, I'm not politically correct. I would tell people how I think um, to motivate them, but it might come across as a little harsh so uh, yeah, no, I think I think my role is is good enough where I am. I'm doing these podcasts across Canada. I've got guys, uh, you know, overseas. Really? Some of my American buddies I, I served with. What, what I'm trying to do is show people outside what, of what we see. So, for example, I'm more impressed by the young kid that's that's fighting in your show or grappling. I've got uh, I've got friends from Ontario. They're willing to come out here. They're gonna probably want to fight on your show, but I. <laughs> I'm more impressed by that story than the people we see every day. For sure, we should acknowledge that. But, man, like, you know, I'm impressed about you, impressed about the student. I, I want to support that. I want to support locals. I want to support that that mom and that dad that are struggling just to get the class to train because that's really what's important because you never know. That person might be a champ in life. They might contribute. They might save someone's life. And And we focus sometimes, again, like I said at the beginning, Our priorities on what is the best or what is the tip of the spear is sometimes skewed by what we see through media and the way the world tells us who's great and this and that. What we forget is context. So, for example, I have a career. My friends know my level. I have a a good reputation, positive. But the thing is, that's just hearsay. Unless you've actually worked with someone and actually uh, been in, actually spoke someone a lot of our problems are conflicts and we never even met the person you see people yelling at each other online yeah. and I have a theory I won't argue online with someone unless I can punch them in the face and the reason is that you wouldn't be talking to each other in person like that so Definitely. I don't even bother I'm like yes I'm an idiot yes whatever and I ignore it because I find if we focus too much on on you know the best the best the best you're never gonna attain that you're never done learning. There's always going to be someone bigger, better, faster. Uh, just try to learn how you can be the best version of yourself, and maybe that'll inspire some kid or some other guy. Can you imagine being a coach and having one of your kids become like a world champ, or you know, one of these fighters one day is gonna gonna make the East Coast look great? Like we already have had plenty of fighters uh, yeah. do very well internationally. So. i like that i like focusing on uh being selfless it's not about you as the person in the business or in charge like you're doing you're giving a platform for people to shine and that's that's very important it's very important
0: yeah well man that's it like it's grassroots like like a lot of people i think get into like especially promoting too like and like even i see it in a lot of fighters they're like ufc that's it that's the first thing they think of and it's like yeah, focus on the moment of what you're doing right now. And that, like, all those things. And I went through it as, as as a kid. You know, I want, I want, I want, I want. But focus on now, and then eventually you might yeah. get there. But Like, even as a promoter, we were like, oh, we want to get on UFC Fight Pass. We want to do this. And it's like, now we're just like, no, we got to focus on us. Like, us and what we can do. Grow 1% every day. Yeah, every I, day. I would. I, I,
1: absolutely. I'd also – also, if I could say one other thing I've learned through all my experiences, I mean, the training I was exposed to in some of the operations and and just the exposure of, you know, making it through it, I would watch other people that had everything going for them. And because their focus was so much on, you know, looking good or finishing and having a badge on the shoulder, they weren't really understanding their why. Like, I would die before I would quit. I, I was dedicated – that I actually believed in that purpose and that was what I want to do for my job, for my work, for my family. But the idea is no matter what you're doing, if you're a young fighter or you're a jiu-jitsu guy competing, it's like the famous Hadra Gracie said, you know, if you're competing just to compete, that's fine. But he doesn't compete. He competes to win. So if you're in it to win, then you got to put everything into it. Don't expect to win if you're not putting in your rounds, doing your, well, so, so how you look at, doing I suggest less is more so you you have to know your limitations and you also have to be honest with I'm going to do just a little bit less but I'm going to do that right and then slowly that one percent starts becoming attainable because you focused on getting better and lastly is we focus so much for the jiu-jitsu guys out there so much on getting good without actually understanding how our body type can get good, our limitations, just focus on what you should be doing well. Ask your coaches, communicate your frustrations, and focus on actually doing that. A lot of guys want results without putting the effort in, and they say, you know, what's the secret? I want to be a blue belt. I want to be a purple. I want to be a black belt. I say forget about that. Focus on actually understanding, like, that first thing. The coach just showed you something. Now drill it. Just do that religiously till you're really good at it, and then do the next thing. And I think if you know your purpose and you have an intent, you're going to achieve goals because motivation fades. Discipline is what's going to save you. So if you have a discipline of doing something, one task a week or a day, but do it, even if it's smaller, then at the end of the week, achieve something. So my my son was training, you know, all the time. And then he was getting hurt. He was getting burnt out, frustrated. Just do two, three days a week, get to the level, but do it right. Um, and then when we work, I make sure that he's focused on those little things. And then when he goes and tests himself, it gets better. That's just a small example. But, you know, Mm -hmm. as a whole, I would say, if you understand your, why your purpose in life in everything, um, it makes things more clear. And if you're not happy, change it, change that situation and start moving forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like for, for me in jujitsu, like right now I'm going through a period where you know, like uh I had to go out west. It's probably been I might have trained once in the last six weeks, maybe, you know, and my I'm sore. I'm I'm not feeling the best physically like my back's a little sore, so it's like I've made that decision. It's now, you know, I'm not training again until I, I get it looked at and, and and feel better, man. I'm 40 years old and I gotta train smarter, not harder these yeah. days. I want that longevity, right? But um man, yeah. I don't know. You look you are training with some of these kids at, at who are like 19 and 20. And uh, it's, it's going to be pr- pretty impressive in 10 years, the level of jiu-jitsu on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see also the evolution of, of how guys are doing. Um, like I said, it's, it's this paradox thinking like years and years of, of this misconception of how, how and who you should train with and the whole mm-hmm. culture of martial arts. Um, you know, quite honestly, like I said, I, I kind of steer away from systems like Krav Maga because there's so much, uh, there's so much, uh, you know, uh, lack of knowledge or understanding in real life threats. So, you know, disarming a guy or even being in a situation where someone could hit you, it changes the environment. And, um, you know, I often tell people like, even for self-defense, like, you know, we teach survival training. We do tactical training, leadership. We do all kinds of stuff. But in in self-defense or personal protection, I always say, like, put yourself in the environment you work in, like a nurse, and now all of a sudden you're getting attacked by some lunatic, and you have to use the environment. So there's a chair right there. There's a table. There's there's an obstacle you can use to defend and protect yourself. But we so much, we focus on that that little bubble right in front of us, Instead yeah. of opening our arcs and looking around. And I relate that to life as well. Like, rather than focus on the problem, look at the big picture of it. And we all, all of us listening right now, like, we have it very good. I know it could be better, but um, just embrace that and, and use those experiences to, to see that, you know, there's other people that have it, well, way worse than we do. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so true, man. I said that to a guy yesterday. He was saying, you oh, know, man, don't don't get me wrong. Some days I wake up and I'm I'm, I'm not the best move by any means. But um, I was talking to this guy and he said, you know, what a shitty day. And I was like, why? He's like, ah, it's just cold. And I'm like, well, we're alive. We have food. You know, like there's a lot of things to be pretty yeah. for here, right? But it's just the simple things. And it goes back to even like, like you're saying about how there's not a lot of moments, I guess, where you can actually test your – Test your metal, like you know, like these these moments of if you know, someone is going to attack you. Yeah, they don't happen a lot, but they can happen. So you damn well should be prepared. Like I don't know, I've I thought yeah. about it a lot of getting into combatives because it, it interests me a lot.
1: Uh, it's just dangerous if you if you don't do it right. You're going to learn things, like I said, some systems where it's you know I've trained everything, everything from like karate, taekwondo, kung fu, krav maga. Get all your belts in it. But one thing I saw is when, our system we create, we travel across the country to give seminars. And even in those three hours, even since we started, we started changing some of the things we're teaching because we, we test it live or we've actually witnessed it in a, in a world life environment, like a real life environment. So my biggest suggestion to people that are looking to do that is the less is more. So understand, train jujitsu, jitsu train uh, MMA, train kickboxing, train something to be active. To start instilling that, you know that that trust and partnership, so you can have other people to train with that you can practice with, and yeah. then what you start to do is you incorporate that. You do a few seminars, you learn some things, then you just drill it. But once once it's too much, it's flashy. You got to test and question everything, and and in in everything you do, even in life, question it. Yeah. And don't assume that someone in authority has the answer. If they're talking down to you, it's like no, this is how it works, son. It's like no. Make sure that you t- test and challenge everything, and that's when you're going to start t- training in your environment. So um, it's really important to, that people understand you can get very knowledgeable in those skills, but you, it's it's not just about the the self defense. It's about having that will to survive and mm-hmm. understanding when to when to not fight, when to uh, understand legal implications, understand. Uh, de-escalation. We teach all that, but another thing is you have to have that passion, that fire. How are you going to fight to defend your family when you have no physical stamina to last two to three minutes of sheer violence and aggression, maybe between two vehicles in the Walmart? You're a nice guy. You don't want to fight, but someone starts attacking you, and you have your children or your family to protect. Imagine, you know, I have tons of people come to me after an assault happens. Imagine Imagine being the person right now that says, if anyone touched my kid, I would, I would smash them. I'd kill them, but not having the ability to even do anything. It happens
0: every day and watching
1: someone attack your family. So right now is that, that humility and putting the ego aside and understanding, can I last? Can, do I have the fitness and do I have the mindset to continue, but also being smart. So you learn the skills so that you don't just jump into a, an attack with some blades and you also understand when to turn it on. So you can be kind and you can be a good citizen, but we we train martial arts where we're so worried about going to jail or being in trouble. I train police officers, I've trained all the de-escalation use of force. There's a time when you're gonna go, your emotions are gonna take over, the adrenaline, the fear, and you're a good person, you're gonna be in the right. So it's no time to think, hey, I don't wanna get in trouble, I don't wanna hurt the individual. If they're trying to take your life, you're going to go to the level where you can control that environment, make it safe. So being calm and unemotional under pressure so that you can deal with that because you might have to deal with multiple threats or other people attacking uh, your families. It's just train. Just train, 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 get saturated. Uh, Don't expect to perform unless you're training. We go to the range and shoot. Expect to shoot under pressure if you only shoot once uh, once a year, once a month. So it's uh, it's really just train. Do jiu-jitsu train. You do whatever you do in life, train and just get saturated. It's going to suck. You're going to feel like you're not getting better, but you actually are. And uh, don't lose hope. Let's tell everyone, like, just focus. Did you do something? Did you actually go? You had a bad roll, a bad day? Big deal. At least you did it. And that, that's all that matters.
0: Man. Yeah this is awesome super motivating man and this is wonderful stuff um uh, that's kind of my uh a question i wanted to ask you is like advice for people like going through you know shitty times right now or, or covid or you know even up and coming young athletes you know who who maybe don't have the the best mindset to not be fighting right now and struggling how to get through it you know mental toughness is a super important thing like we've been preaching the whole time so
1: Yeah, there's differences. Like there's emotional health, you know, that balance, understanding, and then there's and that can be based on psychological issues. It can be trauma, you know. I've dealt a lot with that uh, in my family and myself, with other individuals, uh, and I've lost friends. Um, They're not here anymore, and, and I, you know, we live and honor their their life through that. And I have lots of friends that reach out to me that that struggle. I know everyone says reach out to your friends and that's what you should do. You should always understand that together we shall conquer. So open your eyes, get the courage to just say hello to one person. And then they may do something or say something that encourages you. I would really just, just encourage individuals to gain confidence, you have to almost let it out. Just cry it all out, uh, fail miserably you know, get angry, hate yourself, it's all good. Like we just let it out. Ah, it's, it sucks. Life sucks. Life's meant to suck. If it was easy, we'd just be, we'd all be astronauts. The point yeah. is, is, is just embrace the fact that that's normal. It is 100% normal to suffer. The difference is, are you going to suffer in silence or are you going to embrace how beautiful your life can be if you do one thing? You reach out, reach out to me. I don't even, even if I don't know you, reach out to me. By the end of it, you'll be like fired up, smashing things and ready to crush your day. But, you know, there are certain levels of this, right? And with other people you trust, first of all, the people in your home, the loved ones, reach out. Don't be shy. For the guys, you know, I'm tough, I'm a fighter. We're scared to show that vulnerability. The soonest you fail, the sooner you show vulnerability and feel it's the last step in my life where, you know, I'm just submitting to everything. Then you will start feeling that power to, you have to accept. And you're not the only one. There's some of the most amazing humans out there that that are the best humans because they've suffered. Mm. lost a brother at 11 years old. I was 11. He was my best friend. I've had tons of friends die. I've almost died four times in my job. And now I'm like some crazy, happy, like lunatic, but it doesn't mean that I'm, I don't have bad days either. Yeah. The difference is how decide to live your life and a purpose. So I would say just, it's going to be okay. Um, don't be shy to just say the one thing, grab a coffee with a friend or call, have a joke, watch a show, but don't make things so damn serious because it's going to be okay. And it could be, Ironically, a lot worse than you feel right now in your little bubble. Pop that bubble and just it's it's uh it's it's a good experience. You'll see. Trust the people around you.
0: Very good advice, man. And I'm I'm I can vouch for anybody who is gonna reach out to you because I'm willing now. I'm gonna go smash my day because of this, man. It's uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts I've done, to be honest. So uh, motivating Absolutely. stuff. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been long overdue and uh appreciate. Hopefully it's- it but uh any where so just before we do get going for everybody you know for your podcast how can they find you how can they you know attend like you know myself how can we attend you know get over and training with you and yeah so of-
1: we're we're training uh, people across canada obviously with all the restrictions we're keeping things right now on the east coast the atlantic bubble i was Gage Town doing seminars for combatives and um you know i'm doing private trainings right out of our personal space. It's a, uh, you know. You know, facility facility that that allows for like some pretty intensive training. It's good. Yeah. Um, I'm doing two classes a week at Titans. Uh, Monday, Monday and Wednesday nights we're doing a combatives class. But primarily, you get a hold of me. I do some stuff out of home. I'm doing some stuff for survival courses all across the, and I'm doing some combatives. And if it's to reach out to to we'll be in touch with other people across Canada, to start training and doing something and uh, you know it doesn't take much and and that's the biggest thing these podcasts at the end of the podcast that we do we do 30 40 minutes short like yours at the very end we'll share a skill you'll see all kinds of yeah. different levels of skill because it's our guests um, but i'll personally be showing some stuff i have a dvd right now it's yeah. very basic we filmed that bjj fanatics it's just a basic self defense tip of the iceberg but then we get more in depth so whether it's through social media due to the confines of COVID, you can reach out that way, watch the content, ask questions, or come in person and train with me. I'm out in Halifax. Just reach us at Unique Skills on uh, Instagram or Facebook or uh, our email, info at uniqueskills.com.
0: Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I'll be in touch and I'll make sure to share that a little bit more when we do post it. I'll put the website right on there. And uh, yeah, man, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks again for joining us, Pat. And uh, Appreciate yeah. it, brother. man, super motivating stuff. So everybody make sure you get out there and follow Pat, uh, Unix Skills um, on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, yeah, it won't be the last, man. Enjoy your day. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Awesome. Likewise. Take care, brother. Awesome. Fantastic, folks, Pat Major. and I mean that, folks. That's the kind of stuff, you know, for me, a lot of these times, these podcasts, it's it's Mm -hmm. me interviewing somebody, uh, which I'm not the best at anyway, you know. Um, So I love these conversations when it's like a a fluid conversation and I'm learning so much. Um, Pat is a guy with an overwhelming amount of knowledge and knowledge that has been put to the test, which is a huge difference, right? So um, get out, follow him. at Unix Skills on Instagram. Check them out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back, I think, tomorrow. We're back. One of these days we're back uh, with UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner. And we've got a couple other guys in the mix here coming up. But, yeah, thanks to our sponsor, Maritime Madness. Check them out online, MaritimeMadness.com. Over 30 different flavors to choose from. Use the code FLA10 to save 10% to get free shipping over $35 in Canada. All right, folks. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you soon.